Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. When I created this concept, it was with this player in mind. No player has been talked about more. I could not be more excited to dish out fantasy analysis. This is my guy. The wheel is back and better than ever on this episode of the Breakout Football Podcast on the Bleed Network, sponsored by Prize Picks. I'm Zach Cohen. You know me. I don't like wasting time, so let's get right into it. Eight players on a wheel with fantasy football analysis. What more can I say? Well, actually, I say let's bring in our guest. He's been on the show before, but since then, he's done some incredible work with football guys and fantasy points. The host of High Floor Football, please welcome friend of the pod, Sam Wagman. Sam, man, it is so awesome to have you back on. Man, I, I'm just thrilled to be back on as well again. You know, I love this show and I love the, love the wheel concept. This is just a an absolutely fun concept. I love random stuff like this. My goal is to be on Pete Overzet's randomizer wheel once in my life at some point. But <laughs> the wheel today is great, and uh, I'm just happy to be on talking football with you as we inch closer to next week's premiere of NFL season. I'm glad we're getting a lot of good feedback on the wheel. Derek Brown, you know who you obviously know, was on the show over the summer. He praised it as well, and. How can you not? Because today we have eight players and two free spots, which I'll get to in a second, but we're each getting only three spins. So of these eight players, and I will name these eight players in a second, uh, we're only naming six of them combined. But there are spots where if I spin it and it lands on Zach's choice, then I choose the player, whether it's for me to speak about or for you to speak about. And we got some juicy names on here, starting with quarterbacks, two of each position, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Chase Edmonds, Damian Pierce, Deontay Johnson, Robert Woods, Darren Waller, and Cole Komet. Who will be the lucky six? Let's start with one. Sam, your first player, as I Click the wheel to spin there. It's going. It's beautiful. It is glorious. And it is going, going. And it lands on Cole Komet. So speak on the Bears tight end. Sam, are you, you happy you got Komet? Absolutely, man. I'm a huge Cole Komet fan this year. Like, it, it's not often that you see a player gets over 90 targets and doesn't see a single touchdown. Like, it, it's extremely uncommon in fact it's never happened before hmm. so you know it look the bears did not help justin fields out a lot this season they upgraded the offensive line the best they could they actually picked up alex leatherwood off of waivers today after the raiders cut him um i think that cole Komet is set to have a really strong year if nothing other than a pure necessity Darnell Mooney is the only other receiver of consequence on this team alongside Komet. And it, it typically takes tight ends a few years to break out. This is year three for Komet. I think it's time that the former top tight end in the 20, uh, 2020 draft gets his shot. And I really think that, you know, the ceiling is not extremely high for you. But the way I was explaining Komet to a friend today 
is that he's going to be the guy that is really reliable for you on a week-to-week basis. Fields is going to target him a ton. He had a beautiful play in the last preseason game of the season where he directed Komet straight to the end zone and was absolutely wide open. Fields hit him right in the chest for the touchdown. I think we're going to see a lot of that this season. Uh, Komet should be a guy that gets you around 10 to 11 points per game and is a absolutely reliable, if not, you know, if, if not really that incredible tight end one. I think he slots right in there as the tight end eight or tight end nine and uh, is a really reliable guy getting you, you know, 10, 10 to 11 points a game. He's typically going as tight end 12, according to four for four footballs, multi-site ADP. I reference that awesome site all the time, but let's see which other player I talk about. Now my first spin, as I give the wheel a glorious spin, the other tight end still on the wheel, Darren Waller, but it's looking like, oh, let's go. Let's go. When I created this concept, when I invited you on the show It was with this player in mind. No player has been talked about more. I could not be more excited to dish out fantasy analysis. This is my guy, Damian Pierce, former Florida Gator. Look, I've watched every single one of his games for the past four years, had some good interactions with him off the field. He's an awesome dude. He was always underutilized at UF. That really was the knock on him, was that he didn't get much work in college. A lot of that can be credited to Dan Mullen and his uh, questionable coaching decisions, might I say. Questionable is a little loose term, honestly. I think that was pretty nice. But either way, Damian Pierce is a talented, well-rounded back. He's kind of looked at this bruising first down, second down back, but he can catch passes. And right now on Houston, he is that type of guy where he can be the number one back, and especially with Marlon Mack gone. Maybe Rex Burkhead catches passes on third downs because that is what he's capable of. But either way, I love the talent. Do I like him as a starting running back right now on your team? Not really. The hype is getting uh, pretty high. You even messaged me about it the other day on Twitter. Like, man, like we're trying to keep this Damian Pierce hype pretty low because he's that good of a value. So I like Pierce. Definitely someone you should target, especially once that running back dead zone passes by and you're finding yourself looking for late round running backs. Uh, But look, no issues here with Pierce. Good as your third running back. Phenomenal as your fourth running back. I love Damian Pierce in fantasy and dynasty and beyond. And and a really, a really quick note. uh, I saw Pierce go in an industry league that I was in last night in the fourth round at 410. Like his hype is absolutely wild. And I personally think it shouldn't change. Marlon Mack was never going to be a huge threat to him uh, coming off the Achilles. Uh, you know, the real the real question is whether Pierce can achieve the 80 or so percent uh, snap share that you really need to be a workhorse three down back in this league. And by to get there, he kind of has to surpass Rex, Rex Burkhead in the passing game. So if he can't surpass Rex Burkhead, he's going to be, you know, a really solid option. But, you know, the Texans offense is definitely iffy. And, you know, we're going to see whether they're able to score as efficiently. And, uh, you know, getting that touchdown share will be really key to Pierce if he's not able to achieve the target share. So we'll see what happens. I think he gains the target share gradually over the course of the season. Uh, Starts out the season probably behind Rex Burkhead in that sense. 
Love the added analysis. I know you were a big fan of Pierce too. So I was also curious to see what you said, potential drawbacks. That's something we really try to focus on here on the show is that I'm never going to say we know something for certain. You always got to look at both sides, the pros and the cons. And then the uh, you, the audience, our beautiful, glorious listeners can make your own judgment because at the end of the day, everyone has their own style of playing fantasy football and keeping that in mind, especially for people like us who constantly give out analysis is so important. Now, Pierce, I'm really excited for but I'm really excited for a lot of these other guys on the wheel. We're going to get to that in a second. But first, I'm more excited to be partnering with Prize Picks this year. They have some phenomenal lines. I've talked about them all on my other three episodes I've done this week. Jonathan Taylor. 1450 and a half rushing yards smash that under Alan Lazard 55 and a half receptions this season smash the over and if you don't have prize picks use my code Z Cohen to sign up make a deposit and guess what they will match your deposit 100% that's up to $100 all free what are you waiting for prize picks Z Cohen let me know you use my code and I'll help you out throughout the season as well let's keep it rolling literally been waiting all episode to say that uh with another spin on the wheel <laughs> I'm sorry I had to I had I had to say it I had to say it uh but we'll keep it going as Sam gets his second player second of three and it's going up to new Miami Dolphins running back Chase Edmonds going as running back 31 according to four for four Sam are you in or out on Edmonds this season yeah, talk about a guy who has also seen his value rise pretty decently over the past 24 hours with the uh, the Dolphins cut in Sony Michelle. Um, you know, uh, as as news continues to roll in over the summer, you see more and more reasons to point to Chase Edmonds as the guy. And, you know, it all starts with Mike McDaniel uh, coming over from the 49ers to helm the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I think he wants to run the ball. And I think that's going to be a big part of their game this season. Uh, You know, in 12 games last year, Edmonds had over 900 scrimmage yards while splitting time with James Conner before he got injured. And uh, we've we've never really seen Edmonds get the chance to be a lead back. But in Arizona last year, he really was good before his injury, uh, averaging over 75 scrimmage yards a game in his full games before he got injured. He averaged 5.7 yards per touch, which ranked seventh overall. And he also had a 90.6 run blocking rating. So even though he's a little small, he can handle pass protection and run protection really well, which is good for a back of his size. Uh, we We already know he's a very strong pass catcher. And I think he's gonna be involved a ton for the Dolphins this year as they finally kind of look to contend now that they've added uh, guys like Tyreek Hill and finally added some help on the offensive line like Teron Armstead. So I think Edmonds is a great pick. Uh, Again, going a little bit earlier than I'm comfortable with. I've seen him going in some rounds as early as the sixth or seventh round. I think the eighth or ninth round is kind of the perfect spot for him. I snagged him in the ninth round in a home league uh, earlier this week. And I think that's going to be a good spot for him. So again, kind of the same thing as Pierce. Try to see if he slides a little bit. Don't reach too heavily for him. There's some better options in that RB dead zone. But I think Edmonds is kind of that third tier of running back, kind of the face of that tier. Mm -hmm. 
going from a former Gator to a current Dolphin. Uh, I think my parents will be pretty happy with this episode as we keep the wheel spinning. My second player that the wheel will choose, and again, there are still the choice options, so maybe maybe you'll be choosing the player I talk about. And nope, actually, it's pretty straightforward. I'm talking about Deontay Johnson, wide receiver 18. This has been a polarizing player for me because I've always been high on Johnson, at least past his rookie season. And I know a good friend of the show, JJ Zacharyson, also has been high on him typically, but this year we're both a little bit out on him. And I I think that's more towards his ceiling rather than his floor. You can clearly see a role for Johnson in the Steelers offense. The past couple of years, he has been a target Hawk. He has been the number one passing option. And while that can still stay true this season, I find it tough thinking that he can outplay his production from last year. And a big reason for that is that the Steelers with Big Ben had the second highest pass rate in football. Surprising, I know, considering how uh, bad Big Ben was the last couple of years, but that's just how they had to have the offense structure, just dumping off passes and Johnson playing a lot inside easy to get him the ball, not really running any deep routes. Maybe that stays the same with Kenny Pickett or Mitchell Trubisky or dare I say even Mason Rudolph as a starter, but I'm not expecting the Steelers to throw the ball as much as they have in the last couple seasons. And now with George Pickens and Calvin Austin, more so Pickens in the fold, I do think Johnson could see and probably will be seeing less targets Though still, I think there's a solid floor. Like you draft him as your wide receiver too. I think you can be pretty happy with that return on investment just based on past production and his skill sets. I don't love Johnson. I think he's fine. He's content. Wide receiver 18, that's his ADP. That's something that's good with me. So those were those first players. You have any quick thoughts on Johnson before we keep it going? No, I mean, other than the fact that he he catches or he gets a ton of targets and he runs a ton of routes, both ranked uh, second in the NFL last year. So great, great player at his ADP. I think he's going to be fine in this offense. There you go. All right. So we got two more players left. Remember Z Cohen on prize picks. That's my code. And this is the third player. Sam will talk about it's a quarterback. It's Joe Burrow, quarterback seven. That's his ADP. And Sam, what are your thoughts on the Bengals' third-year quarterback? Yeah, not not the quarterback I wanted to talk about on our list here, but uh, <laughs> the one that I will the one that I will go for. Uh, you know, Burrow is just a stud. You know, when it comes to being a pure quarterback, I mean, he he threw for forty six hundred yards, over forty six hundred yards last year on five hundred and twenty attempts. Like all, all signs point to that number increasing this year. Uh, we may even see him run a little bit more two years off of that uh, surgically repaired ACL. Uh, they did upgrade the offensive line to the best of their ability, stacking a few guys off the interior of Tampa Bay's o- offensive line. I mean, he averaged 8.9 yards per attempt last year. That's first in the NFL. So we know he's going to throw the football. He's got two bona fide wide receiver ones in Jamar Chase and T Higgins. Both of those guys I could see going for 1500 yards this season. Like nothing would not shock me at all. And uh, he ranks second in true completion percentage at 74.8% as well. So he's accurate and he loves to throw the deep ball. Number one in deep ball accuracy rating at 7.0 last year. So everything kind of aligns for Burrow to have one of those 
really good passing seasons. As far as fantasy goes, I think he kind of falls into the beginning of that second tier of the guys like after like the top six or seven. Uh, maybe you can slide Trey Lance into the back of that first tier. But either way, I think he and Burrow are kind of in that second tier of guys. Um, so I'm not really sure what kind of ceiling he has as, you know, as a fantasy quarterback. You know, we always want to see rushing uh, factor a huge thing into our fantasy quarterbacks. And I think Burrow is going a little bit early to be considered. But if, you know, I've seen him slide to like the ninth, eighth or ninth round in places. And I think that's a great place to take him. But as as far as, a, you know, being a quarterback goes, I think Burrow is one of the best options that you can have in this, you know, in the game right now. And uh, like he he's this generation's Tom Brady. I think he'll be really accurate passing the football. I think he'll be really dynamic. And he'll be the guy that you really count on to win the game at the end of the season. Him and Justin Herbert are definitely leading the way in that category. One thing I will add before we wrap things up is that he's being drafted as quarterback seven. Like I said, last season, his overall finish was quarterback six. He was quarterback nine in points per game. But if the season ended before week 16, he only would have finished as quarterback 11 and he only would have been quarterback 12 in points per game. So week 16 and week 17 really inflated that production. So what, I do agree with you though. I think he should have a little bit of a better season this year, but I'm not, I'm not too enthusiastic to draft him at where he's going. So we got three players left on the wheel. I'm only talking about one. Ironically, both of our options here, Zach's choice and Sam's choice are still on the board. So maybe we'll have some freedom or the wheel will have controlled this entire episode. The last spin Man, is it beautiful. We'll definitely be doing this more on the Breakout Football Podcast as the final player. Okay, Robert Woods. <laughs> Not super flashy. I was <laughs> hoping to talk about Jalen Hurts, but hey, that'll happen on a future episode, I guess. Uh, being drafted as wide receiver 43. He's not flashy, but he is one of those few veteran receivers who people kind of forget about. And there is a clear path to him just dominating the Titans passing game and being not necessarily the replacement to AJ Brown, but being the guy who is asked to fill that role because the Titans need that role filled for their offense to continue chugging forward. You know, obviously they're a run heavy team. So Woods's volume really isn't going to be as high as you would like your number one receiver to be, but he's being drafted like a wide receiver four maybe even a high a low end wide receiver three on fantasy teams wide receiver 43 that's his ADP for a team that has nearly 14 targets per game vacated mostly due to AJ Brown some doing to Julio Jones both leaving the team I don't love Woods I'm still a trailing Burks truther I've cooled a bit on Burks simply because all the reports are saying that Woods is probably the guy in this offense not as in the guy you need to own but the guy Tannehill will almost certainly look to dump off to every play they're passing the ball so I'm I'm content with Woods I'm not really reaching for him a bench receiver is a fine stance for him to be on again there's more wide receivers in that range who have higher upside like your Chris Olaves, like your Jahan Dotsons, who I would prefer. So I'm not out on Woods. I just would prefer other younger guys in arguably better passing situations. 
Mm-hmm. So do you have any final thoughts on Woods before we send our listeners on home? Yeah, I, I feel the same way about Woods. He is, uh, you know, look, he was performing at a wide receiver two level before he got injured last year. You know, at the end of the day, that was with Matthew Stafford. So he's going to take a little bit of a step back with Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback and the offense not being as efficient nor as pass heavy. So, but the added bonus is that, uh, you know, A.J. Brown uh, received about a 25% target share in this offense. I think we could see Woods getting kind of the same, you know, technique. So, you know, look, the spot he's going, he's going as like a wide receiver four or five. I, I think you're getting really good value snapping him up there. He's he's a guy that you can just slot into your flex and you're going to get like 12 to like 14 or 15 points a game, like pretty much mm-hmm. off the bat from him. Uh, he's looked really good coming off the ACL so far. And I, I really do think that he's going to be just absolutely fine mm-hmm. uh, in terms of that standpoint. I also am on the same page with Traylon Burks in that I was drafting him earlier this summer. I've stopped as he's gotten pushed back up a little bit. Um, look, I've always been a Robert Woods fan. I always will be. Uh, I, th- <laughs> I, I just think this is not really the offense that he's going to thrive in, but I think he'll be like sustainable in this offense. Mm-hmm. Good for if you need depth, not something yeah. you can rely on almost every week. I'm glad I'm glad we're on the same page, especially because it made this episode so much for more fun. Sam, I'm so glad to have you on. Why don't you plug yourself real quick before we wrap it up? Yeah, you guys can uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at uh, Swagman95. Uh, I write for Football Guys. I do golf content for Fantasy Points. I have I host the High Floor Football Podcast. Just did a brand new episode for them that'll be out on audio today, uh, breaking down the results of the Fantasy Points Staff League. Go listen to me yell for an hour and a half on a <laughs> solo podcast for one of the first times ever. But uh, yeah, I mean some new and exciting stuff over at football guys go join our discord server um go check us out on sleeper brand new partnership there that we're really excited about and uh go check out everything over at fantasy points as well but uh thank you for having me on zach always a pleasure have to do this more and more it's a it's a crime that i only get to be on here for you know 25 to 30 (laughs) 30 minutes every single time (laughs) hey but at the same time it's nice because who the hell wants to listen to us talk for longer than 20 minutes you know (laughs) but hey if you did like what you heard today and i would hope you did especially with sam's expertise feel free to follow the show wherever you're listening it's here breakout football podcast on the believe network feel free to follow me i'm on all social media at zach cohen fb tiktok instagram twitter i'm all there i respond to everything and again those lines, those props, oh my goodness, on prize picks. They are delicious. I will have a lot more content with them throughout the season. Just ask me any question once you make that deposit using my code ZCohen, Z-C-O-H-E-N. This has been BFP on the Believe Network, sponsored by Prize Picks. I'm Zach Cohen. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.